You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. What a way to make a living. So much better with Dolly Parton sings it me. The Weekend Fantasy Update. She can't talk about baseball. She might know a little bit about wood. I don't know. What's your thoughts? I was thinking more. She knows more about mountains. <laughs> Supposedly, she uh, was having an affair with Kenny Rogers during the day, according to my uh, Star Magazine and National Enquirer updates. I think I remember that as well. Was she with Burt Reynolds, too? Yeah, she got around. She was married all these years. Good for <laughs> You go, Dolly. <laughs> What do you think about Dolly Parton? Actually, I never had a thing for her. Never really did it for me. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever been someone who went with the, the woman with the biggest chest anyway. So uh, actually, I'm, not, I'm not big on blondes. Either. I'm more into brunettes. I don't think I would ever sit in my room and fantasize over a Dolly Parton poster. But I have done it over the Farrah Fawcett poster. Okay, we're the same age. Heather Lockley or Heather Thomas? Oh, nah. I liked Heather Thomas. She, you know, it's funny. Uh, Heather Thomas had more of the the, you know, the slutty girl look, and uh, Lockley yeah, had more of the. Yeah, that's what I like. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I remember Lockley in, uh, uh, what was the William Shaw? Uh, TJ Hooker. Yes, yeah. And man, yeah. She, she was good. Yeah, I, I'll go Lockley there, but I wouldn't, certainly wouldn't complain about Heather Thomas either. <laughs> how about how about Cheryl Ladd? Do you remember her? Of course, uh, all the uh, the angels. Cheryl Ladd, Kate Jackson, and uh, Farrah. I mean, Farrah's the easy one there, but I would have yeah. gone uh, Cheryl Ladd. Yeah, there you have it. You listen to Week at Fantasy Update, where we're talking fantasy baseball and uh, giving you Charlie Angels updates. Maybe twenty years after the fact, but twenty. <laughs> As soon as I said that, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. Um, Jolly's Angels. Um, That show was actually in its heyday. Let's see here. How do you mean the 70s? 1976 was the first time it was originally on. And the TV show ended in 1981. That's great. So we're not we're not dating ourselves too much there. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go with everybody the else, and Christina. Everybody Applegate. else is saying, "What are they talking about? What What about Drew Barrymore yeah. and uh, Cameron Diaz? Because they think of the movie, right? They didn't. Uh, Diaz retired. She said. Uh, read, oh, read hold that yesterday. on. Hold on. I laughed my ass off when I heard that. How do you retire when you haven't been in a movie in ten years? That's been four years. So ease up, killer. <laughs> when you got more money than God, what do you care? Good for her. She's yeah, 41 retired. Yeah, but I don't okay, think she, was she, retired. she retired. I think she retired by her own choice. I don't know what happened there, but I always wonder I why think... more actors and actresses don't do this, though, Tony. You make all, you make, you make a gazillion dollars for whatever, 10 years worth of movies, and just say, hey, I'm done. I'm out of here. Yeah, well, I'm retired having like... surgery and not eating anything to look good for these roles. I'm done. Oh, that's, I guess, the off the field, yeah. I said, you might, but I, I don't know. Like, like when you get to the top of whatever business you're in, 
like you have a passion for it, right? You have a passion. Like we do this this radio thing, man. I do it at six in the morning, six at night. But it took a long time to get here, and you worked your ass off to get there. And there's times there's a pain in the ass to do. But I don't think you could ever like give it up. I could see though. Maybe you get tired of talking about sports, and then you go into politics or something like that. Like Cameron Diaz, like you know what? You don't want to look like a supermodel. Why can't you go into Broadway and act in a play? Well, we we see that to me. Yeah. I, I I get it. Uh, I do get it. And you got a point there. Most people don't retire early because they enjoy what they're doing, by the way. And you're getting paid, once again, a small fortune. Look at Tom Cruise. How many more Mission Impossibles can you make? Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> it's so funny. Every time I see a poster with Tom Cruise, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then I see it, it's almost got to a point they're embarrassed by it, that the Mission Impossible is very, like, small. The M.I., and because you want another one, like I, that's immediately my theory is every time I see another one. Thing is, I'm, I'll, I'll go watch. I like the Mission Impossible. So I actually will go watch that. But it's, it is like, oh my God, it's another Mission Impossible. You know, I think I see the think movies nowadays suck anyway because really all we have are Star Wars and uh, the, the hero movies, the Marvel comics. That's it. There's nothing in between anymore. I'm actually going to a movie today, and I don't know. Uh... I don't know what it is. My kid, my kid wanted to go. Oh, a kid uh, movie's still fine. It's another third genre. Uh, uh, the movie is called. Oh, this well, is Steven horror. Spielberg movie, Ready Player One, where I believe the basis of the movie is the guy is playing uh, virtual reality games, and then somehow he gets stuck in it and uh, it goes there. But the only thing I'm concerned about is this. This movie's two hours and twenty minutes. George, when's the last time you seen a movie at the movie theater? Uh, Black Panther. Maybe it was last week oh, you before did. that. Okay. Well, these movie theaters are way too comfortable. They have the lounge chairs, yes. the recliners now. I fall asleep every time. I, I, it's funny. I was telling my wife the same thing. I'm like, you know, if this movie sucks, I'm going to be out. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether it's good or bad. There's no time I don't take a 20-minute nap in any movie. There's no way I can go two hours and 20 minutes without falling asleep in this movie today. What's great is, though, uh, you know, you're so comfortable, though, Tony. My wife and I, we go out to eat first. Unless she put her leftovers into the movie, she's eating there. You know, I'm talking like a steak or whatever she ordered, lobster. It was great. So uh, I I like the fact that they're nice and comfortable. I'm not complaining at all because movies are longer nowadays than, you know. Let's face it, years ago, an hour and a half, hour 45. Now everything's two plus. I mean, it's like, oh. Sometimes, uh, you know, they, they all have like 16 endings. They don't end anymore. I keep looking at my watch. Is it over? No, no, no. I was like, Christ, just end the movie so I can get out of here. My son wants to watch all the credits because after the credits, sometimes yeah, yeah, they have yeah. like the, you know, the outtakes. So I have to sit there another 20 minutes watching the damn ex- the credits. Yeah, and sometimes they uh, have the, all the scenes in the credits too that you got to yeah, see. It's yeah, like, oh, yeah. man. You know, I don't want to sit for the credits, man. I want to get the hell out. Like, uh, like I want to see uh, who produced producer number 10. Who's the grip? It was the grip. <laughs> it's so funny. What is the grip? I have no idea. I know what it sounds like, but I'm not. I'm not going there. I don't. I don't know what the grip is. I like when they give you Mask Man number two in the background, played by you know Jim Jones. Like, oh, great! I really needed to know who the Mask Man in the background was. You never. You're not a big Jim Jones guy. Where is he from? I know. I I pulled that name out of somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, George. Um, he pulled it out of somewhere, but I have no idea where he pulled it out of. I pulled it out of my ass, where I thought, but I know I've heard that name in, in the past, Jim Jones. I don't think it's a good thing either. 
He's like a master Where, yeah. cult leader. Oh, Jim. Oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I don't think it was Jim, though. But I don't know. I'm not sure, uh, sure either, but that's where I was going with with that. But uh, anyway, like I said, it's, it's just uh, you know, it's funny when you read these credits. They got every everybody and their mother gets credited. You know, the guy who wrote the lunch uh, today, play. You know, he gets credited. It's like just go away. No one is anybody. Yeah, it was Tim anyway? Jones. He was the cult leader of the People's Temple, who led more than 900 followers in a mass suicide via cyanide lace punch known as the Jonestown Massacre. Nice, got that right. Well, not nice there what he is. did, but nice that I got the name right. They have it. He died November eighteenth, nineteen seventy eight. He, you know, this guy's a jackass, though. All these other people drank cyanide, and it was probably a slow and painful death. Jones died by shooting himself in the head, quick and easy. So why is he an ass? Isn't that the smart thing to do? Yeah, but he made the nine hundred of his followers go the hard way. Well, even smarter for him. What what would Obi Wan Kenobi say? Who's more the fool, the fool or the fool who follows? I didn't know Obi said that. I never understood anything Obi said. <laughs> he did say that in Star Wars. To Han Solo. Uh, to Han. I'll see Solo, by the way. You going to go see it? I'll see it. Yeah, I said it's Star Wars. I'm, I, you have no choice. I, I, just, I can't not see it. So, yes, I, will, I, don't, I don't have much hope for Solo. I don't, for some reason, I don't know if I like the guy who's playing Solo. But uh, there's a Woody Harrelson in it, too, which I find a, a weird guy to be in a, uh, in a Star Wars movie. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go check it. How out. does he still get jobs with with all the problems there are in the world and all these Me Too situations? Woody Harrelson, who uh, you know left his wife for uh, a kid that they were adopted, who was underage. How does he still get in the movies? Did he really do that? Oh, you didn't know that? That's the whole Woody Allen story. Yeah. No, no, Woody Harrelson, not Woody Allen. Oh, oh, I thought you missed Woody Allen. <laughs> oh, no, I know Woody Allen did. Yeah, I, I don't know how he gets. I, I really, I have no idea how he gets. So, especially with everything that's going on nowadays, where everybody yeah. is getting uh, sued and arrested and all this other, uh, all this other stuff. Uh, Woody Harrelson, you know, the the bartender. Yes, Cheers. Yes, he, white men can't jump. Yes, white man can't. I think that's where his. Uh, Oh, what was that other movie though? The the big uh, there's a big movie where he was uh, uh, there was a couple series. I forget the name of it. He was in another big movie too. Been a couple in Money Train. He was in. He didn't have a big role in it. Um, Woody Harrelson. He's he's a guy. I don't mind. I I just can't see him being in a Star Wars movie though. So I'm I'm having a hard time. Uh, I'm I'm just having a hard time getting that through my head that he's going to be in a Star Wars movie. Oh, the Hunger Games. Woody Harrelson was in the Hunger Games. No, I never saw that. So I, oh. I did not know. He was in there. Uh, George, when you look at the Houston Astros, uh, very interesting that Jake Marisnik has been getting in the lineup the last couple of games. He's a guy that was an afterthought in fantasy drafts. He was. So, you know, guy left out there. You know, I wonder how much he's going to play there. You know, so I'm... I mean, I'm not. I'm certainly not adding him in a 10-team league. Uh, 12 team and above, I could think about it, depending on what else you have on your roster there. But I'm not falling in love here, Tony. I don't think he's going to have a, a great big impact here. Uh, I wonder why Derek Fisher isn't playing. Uh, is it the right-handed, left-handed thing? So I think he, that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Um, it's been righty-lefty thus far. So hopefully uh, uh, Fisher will get some opportunities in the next couple of days. Yeah, because I, I think he's going to end up playing more than Marisnik, only because he's, uh, 
And Mercy's only 27. It's not like, it seems like he's been around much longer than that. But uh, Fisher, I think they want to see what he can do, uh, see if he can play full-time for them. If not, I think they might even be using him as trade bait eventually for whatever they feel they need to uh, improve this already stacked team. And it is a stacked team as you uh, bring this. I talk about it all the time. I said that Brad Peacock would actually be the third pitcher on a lot of teams in Major League Baseball, and yet he can't make the rotation there. Uh, it's, I mean, what they've done is they've done a fantastic job. This is why what Derek Jeter's doing in Miami is not the wrong thing. Houston did the same thing. You know, strip it down and rebuild. It's what you have to do. Uh, I tell you, I'm, I'm still mad. Assuming the reports that we heard were true, that uh, Cashman, the reason why the Yankees don't have Cole is because Cashman wouldn't trade Chance Adams and Clint Frazier to Pittsburgh. If those, if that's true, man, letting, getting, letting Cole go to Houston is a huge mistake here. Because I mean, I like Clint Frazier, but I would have dealt him. Chance Adams is no more than an SP4, SP5 in uh, Major League Baseball. I would have made that deal easily for a Garrett Cole, who's an SP3, maybe SP2, but so cheap in the next couple of years as far as Major League Baseball player salary is concerned. I said, if that's true, big mistake by the Yankees. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's that's really interesting when you think about it. Because the Yankees throughout their history, uh, the reason they did have a minor league organization was to 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 trade these guys and make some moves. Well, as a Steinbrenner did in the '80s, I mean, the, well, uh, Fred McGriff, former Yankee, Doug Drabeck, former Yankee. Uh, you know, it goes on and on. Jay Buhner, former Yankee. Steinbrenner had no patience. When did the Yankees get good in the '90s? When Steinbrenner got suspended. He got suspended, and Gene Michael held on to the players. Steinbrenner wanted Bernie Williams traded. You know, and uh, that's that's one of the famous stories here that Gene Michael actually lied to him. It's oh, I tried, but nobody wanted him. You know, no one no one <laughs> would take a chance on him, and. Uh, you know, it's it's the Yankees at one time. That's what they did. If any kind of minor league, we're dealing them. Yeah, we finally in the early, the early '90s, Steinbrenner got traded. Uh, Steinbrenner got traded. Steinbrenner got uh, suspended. The Yankees held on to all these guys. They held on to the Bernie Williams, the Pettit Rivera's. Rivera's another one uh, that people uh, wanted, and then Michael held on to. That ended up being the right move. The right move as they go, and they absolutely get it done. The Texas Rangers, of course. No Mazara is a, a guy that homered in, the, in in one of the early games here. And we're also seeing, uh, you know, some of these guys with the Texas Rangers, I don't think they're as good as they've been in the past offensively. Uh, but all the expectations of Joey Gallo, what's your thoughts on Gallo? Is this guy 40 home? I don't have him on a single team. I mean, I got a problem when you hit right around 200 that – not only do you hurt the batting average, I think at some point you'd be in jeopardy of losing your job and them not playing you every day. Well, he's, he's Chris Davis. Isn't that what he is? I mean, he could, uh, he could hit 40 it, home runs. He could hit 50 home runs. He hasn't done it as long as Chris Davis, so I, I, I don't feel as comfortable. Like, I know what I'm getting from Chris Davis. I don't know entirely what I'm getting from Joey Gallo. I mean, listen, if you draft jo- Joey Gallo, the only thing you're worried about is the playing time. You know the average is bad. All right, you know you're going to have to make up for it. Uh, I don't have in any league either because I don't want to deal with making up for that average. You know, I just, I just don't want to deal with it. You know, that's because that's, that's, I think 220, 230 is the best you're going to get there. That's a lot of points I got to make up. You know, and uh, that's to be just to be have an average average. So, uh, no, I don't have him. I think he's going to be a fun player to watch because he's going to hit a lot of long home runs. I hope he hits in the home run derby because I think it'll be fun to watch in Washington this year. But for a fantasy player, to me, he's Chris Davis. You know, am I worried about playing time? Uh, not until he's not not until he's not hitting. Yeah, you know, what happens when he goes into one of those ten day slumps where he's you know, you know five for forty, 
one home run. You know, what happens then? Do they make a move here? So that will, will concern me there. But uh, he'll hit you home runs. But he's going to be such a drag on average. I, I, can't, I can't go with it. Very interesting move by the Cleveland Indians today. Rajah Davis, who hits lefties well, is in the lineup, but he's hitting fourth. And Francisco Lindor is hitting leadoff. Raja, I mean, there's a lot of things I would have thought of, I'd see. Raja Davis hitting fourth, not one of them. Uh, listen, if you, if you have Davis, you want him to steal bases, not hit home runs. Curious, we're seeing a lot of this, though. Teams are not going, uh, not staying with the norm as far as batting orders are concerned. You'll listen to the Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Stay tuned for more with George Kurtz and Tony Zagata. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. George Gertz, Tony Cicada. It's the Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galena taking care of his ministry and uh, not here today. Scooter Jeanette went 4-4 four for four and uh, against Max Scherzer. I mean, this is a guy that uh, all of a sudden he's ready for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> All right. I mean, uh, I was impressed. Didn't realize that until I saw the box scores this morning. Four before against Scherzer. <laughs> nice. Nice opening day for you. Uh, so, hit 27 home runs last year, Tony. Uh, playing in Cincinnati, small ballpark. I Listen, uh, second base is so deep. That's one thing I've discovered in all these drafts. You can wait forever on a second base and still get a good one. So, and, uh, second base is almost always going to be my middle infielder as well. So, I don't think I don't have him in my top 10, but uh, he's a better player than we're probably giving him credit for, which maybe shouldn't surprise us because he had that one good year in Milwaukee, too, before falling off the really the face of the earth for a couple of years. Maybe once again he's figured it out. I like him in Cincinnati. You just like the name Scooter. Yes, because I'm a big Phil, Phil Rizzuto fan who I actually grew to love more as I I used to hate him because he used to make so many mistakes. Oh, that ball's gone. Oh, it's fly out to second base. But uh, And the holy cow can get on you. But then after a while you, you grow to, uh, I guess, like the quirkiness. Holy cow! <laughs> you like that guy? I found it funny. He used to leave after the sixth or seventh inning every game, and everybody knew it. You know, because he'd make all the jokes. There was a Twitter going up for Rizzuto. He was always on the bridge, uh, the George Washington Bridge around the eighth inning. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, those are, I kind of like those announcers better than what the Yankees have now. As far as uh, I'm not a big Michael K guy. No, I'm okay with <laughs> Michael K. Okay I, I guess maybe that, maybe that's I'm okay, sure, but I, I I think the Yankees could have done better. I I can't deal with Sterling and uh, Susan Waldman. I don't mind Sterling. I don't care about the home run calls. By the way, the fact that this is a big thing is insane to me. Uh, that you know because he did the Giancarlo Stanton home run call and whatever in uh, Italian, it's a huge thing. People hate it. It's like it's like it's like news. I don't care. And Susan Waldman makes certain parts of me crawl back inside. <laughs> it's that bad with Susie? I mean, listen, I don't listen to a lot of games on radio anyway, Tony, because uh, I'm a Yankee fan. If I'm going to be out, you know, if Tony Sagato and I are going out for dinner, I'll record the game. 
and I'll watch it when I get home. So I rarely listen on radio, but uh, I have a hard time when I do. It's just, it's just not good. Not good at all, says uh, George Kurtz when it comes to Susie Waldman. She's from Massachusetts, you know. I did not know that. Look at that. She, I, I thought she should have been fired last year when she made up the story about Clint Frazier. Surprised oh. she didn't get more about that. That seems to be a pretty shitty thing to do. <laughs> she, I guess she doesn't go down the clubhouse to get any interviews. I can't see a player respecting her after that. When you're no. making up stories saying, you know, a certain guy uh, wanted a Mickey Mantle's number and that was all ended up being BS. I mean, uh, wow. Well, you're, you, I mean, I know you're an announcer, but you do have some journalistic integrity there that just pretty much got shot to hell. Shot to hell. That's the way to go at it. Uh, for the uh, Houston Astros today, uh, we get to see J.D. Davis play first base. Uh, J.D. Davis going to get the shot there. Of course, Yaleski Gorel is a guy that wasn't even getting drafted at the end. I think people forgot about him because he's injured. Yeah, I mean, I have a tough time uh, wanting anybody who has a wrist injury because I wonder if that's going to zap your power. You know, sometimes you can come back and play, but you don't have that, that strength in your uh, wrist to really whip the bat around to get that the bat speed. So uh, I don't want to say I've forgotten about him, but I wasn't touching him either. I really wanted very little to do with him. If he's on the waiver wire, he's somebody who I'd be more interested in. He's on the waiver in a couple of weeks. If I need, a, need that position, sure, I'll take a look at it. But I don't want to be forced to start him. No forces to be started there. And, of course, uh, the Oakland Athletics, I'll tell you one guy, which I never understood why he was not drafted higher in drafts, is Marcus Semien. What else could you want from a middle infielder? And why was Marcus Semien a guy that every draft you could still get really late in your drafts? And yet this guy's going to come and play middle infield and hit you 20 home runs. Yeah, yeah, he is a good hitter, good power hitter from uh, and he Oakland. Steals base too. Can't really catch the ball, but we don't care about that. Um, I think once again, you're looking at the fact that shortstop, second base is fairly deep, and you could find other guys uh, there that maybe you like more. But I do think he gets a little negativity because it's Oakland. Yeah, we don't like the ballpark. It's hard to hit home runs there. But you're absolutely right. For what for fantasy wise, he's perfect. Yeah, it's just one of those things, man. I sit there and I go. What the heck is going on here? Why don't people like this guy? You do a little Vince Lombardi. What the hell is going on out here? Do you like, do you like Vince? I, I'm not that old. Never saw Vince coach. I'm sure, he's pretty good. Certainly better than what Dallas has now. Dallas. Hey, how about them Cowboys? That was a good good for Jimmy Johnson. Wish he would have stayed around longer. Dallas would have won at least another Super Bowl or two. You think? Uh, I have no doubt they would have won the next year uh, after that. I mean, it's, I don't know if they would have go further than that, but uh, the team would have been in better shape than what they were with Switzer and the other band of guys they had brought, brought in there. Are you a, uh, are you a, how about this Reds outfield situation? This is one that was very interesting because they have four outfielders, and which one you go and which one you grab uh, for fantasy owners this season. How did you attack the Reds outfield? Well, it's interesting if you don't have one. If you have one, it's quite frustrating because they really have, once again, four guys for three spots. So you're going to have guys sitting out. Are they going to just you know rotate them, you know, which is annoying but not terrible? Or is one guy going to be picked on to sit out more than others? I mean, Duvall sat yesterday. 
Yeah, was it because, well, let's face it, Duvall against Scherzer, he's going to strike out three times. Maybe he will get some on base, guys. But uh, that's just the way I look at it, Tony. I mean, Billy uh, Hamilton's uh, out today. Yeah, I mean, is this what it's going to be? That it's going to rotate. Every four days, one guy sits. You know, you're only going to play well, three of every four days, which is fine. We did hear in uh, the news that, what, the GM wanted to trade Billy Hamilton. I think San Fran was close over the, the offseason, but the owner nixed it. He wanted to keep Hamilton. So, uh, I mean, it, it's frustrating because I think this could go on and on here uh, with Duvall, Hamilton, Shebler. You know, Winker looks good, too. I mean, <laughs> right now, too many cooks in the kitchen here. I'm probably more worried about Duvall than anybody else because he's just a pure power guy. I think he might be the least valuable to this team. So I, See, I wonder if he's going to be the loser. It's funny you say that because if you asked me, and I'm taking this from a baseball. I think it's Billy Hamilton. So do I. I think that's what it should be, but the owner won't allow, allow it. No, but I think he could be the one that gets to sit down there if they come out of this rotation. Like, you're right, though. I think people underrated these guys too much because you can look at it like, you know, that's basically one and a half days per week you're off, which is pretty routine. So I think it's all right. You don't lose that many at-bats. But if a guy struggles – He's going to be out, and I think that was the case with Billy Hamilton. And I think he'd be the guy that gets the shortest at bats. I think that's what the manager would like. I think it's what the GM believes. The owner, the, I don't think the owner believes that. I think it's one case where the owner may be sticking uh, uh, their neck in here, and I think that's a problem here because I agree. I think Hamilton probably gives you the least amount. I mean, okay, good defender, but with the bat, you know, single sitter might steal a base. You know, that, that's all you're getting out of him. But I think this is a problem where they wanted to move on but weren't allowed to. That's very sad. Very sad. Billy Hamilton. Uh, are you scared if you drafted Billy Hamilton in the fourth round for stolen bases um, that he might not fulfill your expectations? If I drafted Billy Hamilton in the fourth round, I would think I was drinking. Uh, sure, I'd be scared. I mean, because, you know, you, you need him to play. he needs to be on the field because to steal those bases. You're not getting anything else out of him. You know, stolen bases and runs. That's it. You know, and he's a one, uh, pretty much a one-category guy. So uh, I'd be worried about this. Yeah, I, w- I certainly wouldn't be thrilled because, as you said it, you know, what if that hurt, <clears throat> excuse me, what if that hurts Hamilton not playing every day where he can't get into a groove and he's the guy who goes into a slump? You know, the other guys are hitting. You know, I, I firmly believe the manager wants the other guys, that this is really an upper management call here. So sooner or later you have to wonder if, that, if the manager wins out, if the manager and the GM win out here. You know, so that would be a major concern of mine, yes. Uh, I'll tell you what, that's uh, uh, pretty interesting what is going to happen with the red situation in the outfield and what fantasy owners are going to do with that going forward. You'll listen to the Weekend Fantasy Sports Update brought to you by the New York Daily News. Oh, Delano DeShields has a broken hamate bone. Of course he does. The one guy I draft for stolen bases in uh, a league or two breaks his hamate bone, so now I'm not going to have him. That's... What, six weeks? So you'll see him in maybe around Memorial Day. Yeah, that is not a good situation there. But that will get, uh, I would think that's going to get prize prospect Willie Calhoun up to the majors. I would think so as well. So if you drafted him, I guess that's good news there. But uh, once again, I I need the speed much more than I need possible power here. This is, uh, you've just, you've ruined my day. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, why do you, what, what the heck happened there? Because I don't draft for stolen bases, Tony. I don't. So when one of my stolen bases guys goes down, I'm screwed. 
you know, that's going to be much harder now to, to make up that. Uh, so it's just, it's just, you know, I find out Ramudo's not going to play for weeks. Now the Shields is out. A lot of injuries are in the uh, early going here. And they're not the 10-day DL variety kind. You know, the kind where, you know, teams may be playing it safe, which is what I think Aaron Hicks with the Yankees was. I think he probably could play before 10 days, but the Yankees are a very conservative, very careful organization. Put him on a 10-day DL. Now, now we're talking weeks and months here. Ah, uh, that's very sad. I blame you. Why me? You know, shoot the messenger. That's. I was just going to say, I'm just the messenger. Uh, let me ask you a question. I was asked, uh, who do you think uh, are the sleepers in Major League Baseball this year? And I came up with two of them. Do you have any sleepers? I'm almost sort of a believer that there are no sleepers in Major League Baseball because all we do is talk about them over and over again. It's so tough to find sleepers unless you're going really extremely deep. Uh, I mean, some, some I've had guys in each position that I was su- surprised that people were sort of forgetting about. Ryan Zimmerman from Washington. I mean, no, no one wanted him. He had a big year last year because he wasn't playing much in spring training. He's not a sleeper. We all know him. DeJong, somebody I like with uh, St. Louis. Things going to play well. Addison Russell, I was sort of a believer in that bounce back. And Starlin Castro just gets no love whatsoever. Yeah, that, that's true. I was thinking more of uh, Brian Dozier. And Cam Bedrosian. So you're talking a third round pick? No. Is a sleeper? He does it. He's a dozer. Oh, God. Fell right into that. <laughs> and the Trojans are the bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Those, well, you were right. I mean, there's not many sleepers left by the traditional standpoint. So I, I had to use, you know. Sleeping situations. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm embarrassed. I don't know if I'm embarrassed for me or embarrassed for you. Uh, <laughs> Cambridge. Why doesn't Mike Social like Cambridge Ocean? I don't know. Why does Mike Social still have a job? That's my well, better that, question. That's a different show, different story. Uh, I don't think I mean, this guy's living off one World Series 10 years ago. He has the best player in baseball. They add Justin Upton. They've added all these And he never wins. He never comes close. I, I don't know. I mean, you got Alex Pujols in his prime and Mike Trout. I don't get it. I truly don't get it. Why he still has a job? There's, listen, we see that in all, in all sports, though. There are guys, general managers, coaches who have jobs. We don't know why. You know, we joked earlier about Hugh Jackson, right? How does he still have a job? One thirty-one. You know, I'm an Islander fan. How does Garth Snow? I mean, how does he possibly still have a job? There's got to be something going on there we don't know about. So it, it, it's strange. Uh, I don't get it. Well, so. What, because you won a World Series of, what, two decades ago? Uh, it's yeah. certainly time to move on. Uh, someone asked us a question on Twitter. Uh, do you remember what the question was? I remember the question. What I told you was. Well, what, uh, what was it? <laughs> uh, Fred, at Shaman103, wants to know, he needs a replacer for Michael Conforto, who could be back next week from what we're hearing. Matt Joyce or Boog Powell? Boog Powell, Yeah, Matt Joyce. Especially yeah, in short well. term. If it's short term, he's hitting leadoff today. He's right there at the top of the order. Matt Joyce had a good year last year. I actually, uh, I actually, Matt Joyce is a guy, if you play DFS, that would be in your lineup every time he played because he used to only be a platoon player. He would only play against right, right-handed pitchers, and he'd be stuck in a platoon. And that was most of the time. And he'd always be cheap, and you could throw him in there. I don't think he ever got... He never got the credit. He never got the opportunity to play every day. Last year he played every day, and he hit 25 home runs. He's, a, he's somebody I would call a professional hitter. 
Yeah. Right? I mean, he just uh, takes his job, does his job. He's not a superstar, never going to be a superstar, but a professional hitter. So uh, I would go with Joyce as well in this uh, in this case. Uh, Conforto, they said they. I mean, he almost there was some talk, whispers really, that he could have uh, opened the season with the Mets. So I think they're gonna yeah, give him another. Yeah, it seemed week. like it. He looked good a week, a week before the season started. He started playing the outfield in minor league games, and I'm like, how long are you gonna keep him down there? And play minor league games. It seems like a waste if he could play the field. Like he started playing the field a week before minor league games. He was hitting well before that. Yeah, I mean, once again, I think it's the same thing where we mentioned earlier with Ellsbury. You want to make sure he can go nine innings. Want to make sure he can play back to back games. After that, I mean, spring training is way too long, especially for batters. You do not need six weeks to get your swinging gear here. Uh, I think he'll be back this week as well. Next week at the earliest would be uh, when I think he'll return here. So for Conforto owners, I think you're in pretty good shape here. Welcome back to the Fantasy Update. We do it each and every Saturday from 12 to 3 p.m. on the East Coast. And, of course, you can get on demand, Google's, iTunes, everything. It's a big week at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We now have the addition of uh, former WFAN's Craig Carton, uh, which you can hear Carton and Friends, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, George, did you have a chance to listen to Craig Carton this week? Uh, I, uh, bits and pieces, not the whole show, but, uh, bits, cause I was curious as well. You know, I think we all are to see how it was. Uh, it's funny. I probably listened to more in the past couple of days though, Thursday, Friday than I did ever <laughs> before. Really? So yeah. And, and a lot of people are out there listening and you guys can check it out. One of the funniest things that happened this week is, uh, Michelle Serpico, who's one of his co-hosts along with the fantasy executive, Corey Parson. Uh, Michelle Serpico had a hard time. Uh, with two questions. One, she did not know where Motown was. Uh, her first guess was Atlanta, and then I think she said Charlotte. Really? And she... <laughs> <laughs> and you know what might have been worse than that? Than her guessing Atlanta was uh, Corey Pawson says close. How is he close? Let's uh, like, mm, both the United States. Detroit's up north. Hey, okay. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I, I don't know how you can say it. It's me just being nice. <laughs> and then secondly, she couldn't name any of the Jackson 5. Oh, come on. <laughs> even I know. I'm terrible at these sort of things. And even I know at least – I think I might know even all. No. Well, you know, Jermaine. Uh, I've got at least four. There you go. Stay tuned for more from the Fantasy Update right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844 844- 
844-843-6879. 844-843-6879. That's 844-843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fancy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Sincata. He is George Kurtz. We got things happening here, man. We're rocking, we're rolling, and we're more excited about life than anybody could possibly be, George, right? I mean, we're getting it done. I don't know what the rest of these people are doing and why don't they get their crap together. I think they're hiding Easter eggs. Is that going on today? I think you're hiding Easter eggs today, right? And hey, if you're, if you're up here in the Northeast, you know, make them white. Don't make them colored eggs. Make them white and go hide out in the snow. Really screw the kids over. <laughs> George, that seems uh, a little weird. I may be a little angry about the uh, the snow amount. This oh, great play by the first baseman. Uh, a little angry about the snow amount. We we just had we just had a snowstorm two weeks ago, Tony. I think there's more snow coming Monday. I don't know about accumulation, but there's actually uh, my little snowflake in the weather uh, thing. Oh, really? So you got a little snowflake showing. I, I did earlier today. Maybe we'll get lucky and it goes away because it is opening uh, night, uh, opening day, I should say, for the Yankees. So uh, certainly hoping. Oh, it's still there. Monday, snow, and then rain Tuesday and Wednesday. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Friday, by the way. Uh, you really going to watch? want to watch your lineups next week uh, here in the New York area. It may not be fun. Oh, snow Saturday, too. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm moving. I've had it. George, I, I, I really... I really have never seen or listen, I've never heard a host on his channel get as emotional over the weather as you do. Yeah, it's because I'm getting old and I'm tired of snow, Tony. I'm tired of shoveling. I have a snowblower, so I guess I shouldn't say I'm tired of shoveling. But I'm tired of dealing with it. Tired of it. And the fact that it's still cold, warm. So why don't you move? <laughs> Believe me, it's something we've talked about. <laughs> I do want a warmer climate. And most of my uh, my immediate family is here with my, uh, my cousins and aunts. I have a whole... You know, whole truckload of family down in the Tampa area. That's eventually where I'll end up. There you go. I'm going to Tampa uh, on Sunday, actually, to see the Rays and the Red Sox and to go into a hockey game with the Predators and the Lightning. You actually have my favorite Easter to do that. I would love to be doing a trip like that. That's fantastic. Who uh, who are the Lightning playing? I'm sorry. The Predators, Nashville. Oh, great game. So you had uh, two really nice games there. Uh, well, I don't know about the, the Rays, but uh, still, I, that's a, to me, that's heaven. You know, to be able to do something like that. Uh, I've never done in the same day. I've done it different days. You know, one Monday, one Tuesday, back-to-back days, I should say. But never in the same day. That should be a, that should be a blast. There you have it. As uh, a little Easter sporting events happening. And um, George, George will be busy hiding eggs in the snow for the poor kids. <laughs> the poor kids. George is abusing these kids. Uh, we'll probably see you on a Lifetime original. Well, at least they're not going to be in a cage this year, Tony. Didn't I catch crap for that, too? <laughs> the kids have got out of the cage and now can go look at Easter eggs. In it's the Easter. Snow. They're allowed out of the cage. That's good. That's good. The holidays, you take them out of the cage, and uh, they're ready and raring to go. Now, one of the things when we're looking at uh, baseball over the first couple of days, and, of course, the waiver wire, I agree with you. Don't go crazy. Because the guys had a couple good games and putting in insane fab bids. Are you a guy that uh, some guys throw their fab bids out there and they spend their money too quickly? Other guys don't spend it at all. Uh, how are you on the fab situations? Oh, I'll spend, but I won't go bananas. 
You know, one league it did run already. It ran on Thursday night. Uh, I got I bought Tyler Wade. You know, I need some middle infield help, so I bought Tyler Wade. Uh, I think that's I. I think I let Tulowitzki go. I took him as a last uh, pick, but now that he's out two months, he, he can go away. I still held on to Jose Bautista only because I lost a claim for A.J. Cole. I bid two bucks. The winner went three. So I'm disappointed there. Now I really wish I would have gone four as I could use some starting pitch. But that's the kind of bids I'm making, Tony. Dollar, two dollar, nothing. I haven't seen anything right now that's saying I need to spend you know more than that on somebody. That could come. Jose Martinez, if he's available in your league, he's someone I could consider spending for. A dollar to make you a holler. Is the way to go in that one and uh, put it out there. Uh, just to follow up, uh, the five Jacksons in the Jackson 5 were Jackie, Tito, Jermaine, and Marlon, and Michael. They uh, actually started out as just the Jacksons, and there was three of them with Jackie, Tito, and Jermaine. And then they added Marlon and Michael and became the Jackson 5. I don't know how you can't get at least Michael. This, this baffles me. <laughs> I don't know how you don't get Tito either because he's he's always famous for being the one that bitches and complains about it, everything. The only reason I ever remember Jermaine is I have a, a neighbor named Jermaine. I can never remember his name, but now I can remember it by thinking of the Jackson 5. That's how I, actually is how I think about his name. What's his name? Oh, yeah, Jackson. Jermaine, right. There you go. We get you to everything and make sure Cotton Friends. Uh, maybe you guys could fire some questions to Michelle Serpico. And uh, maybe they'll read them on air. I guess this don't don't ask me where the city of angels is, uh, the Big <laughs> Apple. Uh, you think it's geography is not her thing? I, I'm thinking so. Big D, forget about it. Don't don't go there. Big uh, D. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what the answer? Could? Pete Casadori. Yeah. Uh, for our Steve producer. Do you think we could leave a message for uh, for? Uh, Mr. Carton to ask Michelle Serpico what the big D is. Yeah, I, I'm. I can write it down. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna write it down. He's not gonna sign his name to I it. Gotta, no, I'm gonna... just gonna. I'm just gonna leave it on the thing for Mr. Carton. Yeah. Does Michelle know where that is? No, don't say where. Ask her what. Oh, what? Is, what? I, what? Yeah. My fault. Because I think I think we might be able to get uh, a, a, an answer. That is an expletive that shouldn't be answered on the air. <laughs> but I'm thinking there's a chance she might go there, uh, George, if he throws that out like that. I think it's a, a very well-worthy try. What's the worst that could happen? You know, she's not going to get the answer right anyway, apparently, so we might as well have some fun with it. Uh, I'll tell you what, she does a great job, though. She's uh, She was an MMA, George, so we better be – she was now. Uh, oh. And we Sorry, better be Michelle. Careful. I apologize. <laughs> You're safe. You're in Jacksonville. She can come over here and kick my ass. Uh, so there you go. As uh, tune into the the show, you never know what's gonna happen there. Uh, they had Chris Christie. Al Leiter was on uh, the first day too. Al Leiter was awesome. I, I get enough of him on the S Network, so I don't think I need to see Al here. Al, oh, uh, he's on the S too. The Yankees have literally, this is their big uh, advertising campaign for this year. They have nine analysts. You know, they, they actually called, uh, the, I think, the number nine Yes Yankees or something like that. It was a funny commercial where Michael Kay does the play-by-play. You see everybody else, David Cohn, O'Neill, Leiter, da-da-da-da, all the other people in the background. They're all quiet. And then until OK until Kay is, so what do you think about this play? And then they all start talking at once. I did find that funny. You know, but, yeah, the Yankees all have a rotating uh Band of analysts there. Although Ken Singleton is retiring at the end of this year. I will miss Ken Singleton. 
No, I like Ken Singleton, too. I never understood that. Like, the Yankees had all these great players in their history. How did Ken Singleton get the job as the color commentator? I have no idea. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> I always uh, wondered that. Former Baltimore Oriole. But uh, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I, might, uh, I like Paul O'Neill a lot. But uh, he might be my second favorite Singleton as far as all the Yankee guys because he's very good. He, I mean, I will miss Singleton. Oh, I think he's the best. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll miss him. I mean, I mean like O'Neill because I was a Paul O'Neill fan. Uh, the Warrior got, got his jersey and all. Paul O'Neill. But uh, Ken Singleton will be missed. I think uh, after Jim Cott, who used to do the Yankee games back in the 90s. Yeah, uh, Jesus, that's right. Yeah. Tony Kubek was great, too. Uh, that's a great. I always wanted that way the Ken Singleton thing ever came in. And it's weird when you see, like, if you have the baseball package, sometimes you see uh, the color commentators of guys that weren't, you know, in the organization. But the and it's 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 okay. But when I think of the New York Yankees, I'm like, man, you've got all these great players in the history, and none of them can uh, do this job. It's surprising. I don't think it's the easiest job as people think because you got to be willing to criticize some, talk about the game, want to travel. And a lot of these guys nowadays, uh, they don't need the money. No. You, you actually, true. even O'Neill, who I love, he only does, what, 30, 40 games a year because he doesn't need to be here full time. You know, he's got the kids and all that out in Cincinnati. So I get it. Uh, and what's, can you even talk? Can you speak the English language? Because we see a lot of these former athletes, they can't put two words together. It's like, oh my God, shut up. Shut up is the way to go as we get you ready and fired up. Week one, fantasy baseball is underway. It's not even a whole week. It's the Thursday-Friday situation. How did you like the Thursday-Friday start? A little strange, but it doesn't bother me. You know, uh, they did it earlier this year because in the new CBA, each team is uh, given, what, four more off days? So we're starting four days early. So it didn't bother me. I kind of like it. I think fantasy-wise, it's uh, more interesting. Do you go with an 11-week 11-day first week or a four-day first week if you're playing uh, week-to-week. So uh, I think it's been more curious to me than anything else. Uh, but listen, for me, I just wanted the games to start. I don't care what day of the week. It doesn't make any difference to me. Monday, too. I mean, think about it. Every every team opened up Thursday. I know there were a couple of rainouts, but you were supposed to open up Thursday. Some teams open up on a Tuesday during a normal season. So it's two days later or early, whatever you want to look at yeah. it. I'm fine with that. I'm a big fan of uh, everybody starting on the same day. Like I thought that was great to have all those games opening day. Because uh, the last couple of years, it's been insane. Like, we'd have games uh, a week before in Japan. We'd have a Sunday night game. Like, I liked having every team play on the same day. I, I agree. I don't like the uh, opening up in Japan when, you know, it's games on at 5 o'clock in the morning. I mean, come on. Who's going to watch this? You know, that, that was annoying here. Uh, yeah, you're right. But that's besides the point. I think, weren't we doing a show once when the games were on? I believe we were. Yeah, uh, be able to watch. I think the Yankees in Boston they talk about playing in England, not for opening day. I think it's somewhere games, in June. Yeah. Two games, yeah, Boston home games. I, I don't know why they have to just doing it one and one. One Yankee home, one Boston. I guess the Yankees didn't want to give up a home game. But uh, I'm not thrilled about that either, by the way. So the Yankees oh, in Boston. Those games are important. Yeah, I'm not either. And I think the uh, the situation there is that the Red Sox. Uh, the Red Sox own a soccer team out there, so it might have some sort of situation. Ah, so sort of like Jack the Jaguars when they do their thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I get it. All these cross ownerships, uh, cross pollination going on in the in the in the fantasy world. It's it's. Uh, I guess you see. Remember when this wasn't? Well, didn't Wayne Huizinga, the former guy, owner of the wasn't he the first to own three teams? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you own the uh, what the uh, obviously the, the Dolphins, the Marlins, and I think the Panthers. 
The Florida Panthers. Yeah, people forget That's about hockey the boys Panthers. and girls. <laughs> people forget about the Panthers, man. Oh, they're struggling. They're losing right now, and they need to win Tony to get into the playoffs, and they still need some help here. They're playing the Boston Bruins, one of the best teams. Panthers might be in some trouble. They, uh, there was a team, we've seen this in all sports, Tony, a team that played poorly for a while, that went on one hell of a run late in the season, but seemed to be running out of gas now to finish it off to get a playoff spot. And you can't have that. You, gotta, you can't run out of gas. It's just like a double tease, right? Because uh, we've all had teams like this where, you okay, you accepted it. Uh, we're lost. So we're not making the playoffs. And you want to run. Oh, yeah, we're going to get in. And now we're dying. We can't even beat bad teams anymore. Yeah, they're getting crushed today. So uh, not looking too good for the Florida Panthers. Do you like it when uh, – Do you like? Uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, of a lot of the teams. You know, it's crazy. I'm in a head-to-head league this week, and I got Hicks, who's on the DL, in my roster. And I have Kenny Morales, uh, who's going to lose playing time because of Josh Donaldson. That's not good. I've got Morales as well in my home league, so that's frustrating. Uh, another league, uh, I, I don't like leagues. I don't know how you feel about this, but I don't like leagues that don't run a waiver wire before the opening. I mean, you drafted a month ago. Uh, We've had some injuries since then. You know, it happened to be in a league where we only have three bench spots, and I don't have an extra outfielder. And Souza went on, so I can't replace him. I've got to take a zero until uh, Sunday night. So that's frustrating to me as well. we got to get these things corrected so we can uh... – Get our stuff together, right? Absolutely. And I, another little pet peeve of mine is DL slots. I think DL slots should be unlimited. Your players on a DL, you should be able to re- uh, replace them. I hate leagues that don't have DL slots, unless you have a huge bench. But if you only have a three, five-man bench, I think it's unfair. that with, with, In today's game, there's going to be so many guys on a DL. You could easily have seven, eight guys on a DL. Now I have to release players. You know, so I'm getting screwed by a player being hurt. Now I have to release in the field a full lineup. And maybe Tony Sincard, who's in the league with me, he's you know, things are going swell for him. He's got nobody on the DL. He can now claim my play because he can eat that DL uh, slot. Not a problem. I think it's I think it's unfair. Oh. So what about though what about the ability to hoard? Like say say you we, we, we were drafting, right? We're gonna draft. And then all of a sudden it comes draft day. Um, you're going to change and you're going to pick guys that are hurt and not coming back for months just because you can throw them on a DL and you do that like three or four times and then really occupying, I don't know, 30 players instead of the 25 you're supposed to have on your roster. But you're going to take a zero. Well, no, you have them on the injured list. Okay, right? so you're going to take less, but you got to draft them, right? So then you're going to claim a player after a draft. So you're going to take less, much lesser players, like four or five slots. You're going, to, you're going to hurt yourself in the long run. But, I have, but anybody can do that. You can do it. I can do it. Anybody can do it during the draft. If that's your strategy to do it, it's just another strategy in my mind. You know, right. I, I don't have an issue with it at all. Now, I do believe that all leagues, as soon as the guy's taken off the DL, you have to get rid of him. You have to take him off as well. Yeah, whether it's, uh, you know, obviously you've got to place him in your starting lineup, but you've got to release somebody. I don't think you can go. You should be able to keep him there. I think that's the issue. So, guys, then they keep them on for weeks because I think a lot of sites, you don't really have to do anything until you make a roster or move on your team. Then the sites will lock you out. I think the owner needs to pay more attention to it if he's released, at least by the end of the week, Sunday night. All DL, all DL guys that are off the DL now have to be moved into your starting lineup. If you don't, you lose the player. That's it. You're out? Well, I mean, you move, lose the major league player, not the owner. I think we should banish the owner, too. Banish the owner, too. Fine. Let's go. <laughs> we'll, we'll cut this down real easy now. Who's going to win the league? <laughs> Imagine if we had that. That would be unbelievable. 
Oh, you wouldn't have any owners playing. Oh, it'd be like three guys left at the end of the season here. And another, listen, in my home league, we charge for every move. You want to put a guy in with the yellow stripes? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. That's that's an amazing situation. People, if you haven't done that, I think it's good, actually. But you have to be careful. I remember I we get the bill at the end of the season one year, and I was like, holy crap. Are you kidding me? Why did I spend so much money? Yeah, that's, that's our, what our home league does. Roster moves are $5, deal moves are $3. So you can do all the moves you want, but it's going to add up. You know, plus it's a weekly it's a, it's a weekly league, so it's a weekly fee. You know, it's generally what they get $6. The winner of the week gets half the pot. So that's the way it works here. The other half goes for the end of the year. So it's an expensive league. Costs over generally probably over two bills to play. Wow. Wow. That seems excessive. But it solves the problem. Yeah, but it's yeah. fun, you know, because once again, you get to decide. You, you, it's like you're a, an owner. How much money do you want to spend? I, I you know? totally agree. There I you agree. go. I want to have more things like that. I want to get that fired up. And you set the weekend fantasy update next week. We get our guy back. That's right. Our guy will be back. Joe Galena. Are you a big Joe Galena fan? I am a big uh, Joe Galina fan. Worked with him for the first time during football season. He was a lot, he's a lot of fun to work with. Fantasy Jesus. His job's done, I guess, after tomorrow. He's, uh, you know, the loaves and the fishes and raising the dead. Or he rises from the dead. That's it. I'm Catholic. Uh, yeah. I should probably know this, but I don't know. <laughs> you don't know who's rising from the dead. You just believe someone's rising from the dead. Every time I think of this, all I can think about is Sam Kinison and that skit he did about his, uh, if he was married, how his wife wouldn't buy the fact that he was gone for three days rising from the dead. I, I just, it just makes me laugh every time. <laughs> uh, George Kurtz, absolutely get it done. Pete Consitori was the man behind the scenes getting it done. And make sure you tune in to all the great programming on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I will be back 6 a.m. on Taking Out the Trash Monday morning. Make sure you tune in. Have a good Easter. Have a good holiday. Take care.